Hi, listeners. Mm. We're going to get this going, and then we'll get the program started. Blake Mayfield podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with Mr. Alec White. Al, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing real good. Real good. Nice. Uh, happy belated birthday to you. Thank it you. was Thank Al's uh, 23rd birthday yesterday. Is uh, LeBron year. No, and, no, no, no. Um, Don't be doing all that. <laughs> what do you mean? That's his number. No, no, no. It's actually AD's number. No, he's number six. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, it was his birthday yesterday, so I wish him a happy birthday. Going to hit and, that casino um, this weekend, hopefully win some money. What happened? I said we're going to hit that casino this weekend, hopefully win some money. Yo, there was a shooting. Oh, I know. I've seen that. <laughs> Should we me still Seth, go? Me and Seth almost went yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys have been riding the crossfires, man. Yeah. May have never made it out alive. No, I, I mean, we should go to Roman Hills anyway. Whenever people, if you're listening to this. Far, dude. I know, but it's so weird to win on Sunday. Yeah, that's fair. And it's an eight-hour. Yeah. Ugh. Like, yeah. God damn. Then after you celebrate your birthday. Well, there's going to be a lot of people there, too. Yeah. Are there any women group. from work? No. No? No. Nah. Well, <laughs> it's not a big pool anyway. Uh, <laughs> I want to say shout out and thank you to all the listeners. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it very much. Um, real quick, I guess we could start with, you know, your birthday and then I have a couple things to say okay. personally. So how was your birthday? How did it go yesterday? Uh, it was good. You know, I got to watch the Kings. They didn't win, but, you know, I still got to watch them. What's new? Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, girlfriend came over. We ordered some food. Basically, just hung out. It was a pretty chill birthday. You know, kind of did it. I guess you could say COVID style. Stayed in. <laughs> I knew. Um, but uh, it was fun. Much needed <laughs> night of rest after working two jobs the last two weeks. So yeah, how's that going? When's your last day at the? My school? last day at the school's tomorrow. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, big week then. Yeah, big yeah. week. Big Celebrate week. Saturday and mm-hmm. yeah, and, and then get on with the pizza parlor. Yep. That's cool. Yes. Oh yeah, COVID style. That's funny as hell. <laughs> um. Today's been a big day for me, uh, the 14th. I graduated my chemical dependency program thing today, and it was really cool. Everyone had some wise words to give me and encouraging stuff and whatnot, so that was really cool. I got, like, a little, like, diploma thing or whatever, and I got, like, a little coin and stuff, so that was cool. I like that a lot. I went and refinanced my car, which, if you're in your early 20s, is a humongous deal. So, yeah, haven't missed a payment on that in over three years, so I was happy to go do that. And, um... Yeah, I guess besides that, it hasn't been too much. I plan on going to T-Bar after this. So you got to give T-Bar another shot, man. No, no. <laughs> Why? It's fucking nasty. <laughs> no, that's good shit. No. I mean, people compare it to rabbit food, but it's that's better than rabbit That's a good description. <laughs> it tastes like a skunk's asshole. What did you get? The sesame chicken. You got to get something besides a chicken. You got to get that no. tofu. Uh, dude. Bro, the tofu is no, good. stop. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm literally going to throw up. If you guys haven't had T-Bar, I highly recommend T-Bar. I, so, hold on. I thought you were the one that told me the one at Chico was bomb. Okay, the one I had in Chico was good. I don't remember what I had. 
Okay. The menu was a lot different than what I remember, though. So I don't know if, like, it was different when I went to Chico. Like, if it was just regular chicken, not fucking sesame-style teriyaki chicken. Mm. But... Yeah, teriyaki chicken's gross. Yeah. Yeah, if you got teriyaki, I'm with you. That shit's gross. Yeah, and, you know, I just... I wasn't big on it. I got a lemonade. The lemonade wasn't very good. And it was $37 for me and my girlfriend to eat. Yeah, it's not the cheapest. Yeah, I'm like, if I'm going to spend that much money, I'm going to go get something really good. Y'all get that chocolate chai frost, bro. Oh, okay. oh, well, they're doing some announcement here in the library. We're in the library. I don't know if you guys could hear that. The gain is all the way down on the mic. Uh, sorry for the awkward pause. We thought there was some evacuation or some bullshit. But uh, no, I, I, I was going to say, I thought you were the one that told me T-Bar was really good. So It was it was good the one time I had it, but the last time I wanted to fucking throw up. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, shout out to T-Bar. I'll probably go there after this is over. Um, without further ado, let's get into it. We both had good days, and mm-hmm. we're here now. So... James Harden, um, he left Houston, and now the strip club industry is going under. Um, so is the chicken wing industry over there. His, uh, his jersey's still hanging in the rafters, though. Oh, it's it's always going to hang in the rafters. I mean, he is the Rockets' second greatest player ever. I know you meant the strip club, but it's going to hang in, in the strip clubs. I don't know the name of the strip clubs down there and whatnot. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that James Harden knew Meg the Stallion before any of us did. <laughs> Um, which I, I figure is kind of what happened there. But anyway, uh, all jokes aside, the Rockets traded him to the Brooklyn Nets, and now we have yet another super team here in the NBA. Uh, I have the list right here. I'll just go through what everyone got in this trade because it, it's it's a clusterfuck. So we got the Cavaliers were involved. They got Jarrett Allen and Tarani Prince. Is that how you pronounce it? Torian that? Prince. Torian Prince. Uh, you can see how much NBA I've been watching. Uh, the Nets got James Harden and a, and a second-round pick. Wow, good for them. The Pacers got Karis LeVert and a mm. second-round pick. The Rockets got Dante Exum. R- Rodion's... Cr- uh, come on, who, who is that? Cruz <laughs> Kids. <laughs> Victor Oladipo, good pickup. Four first-round picks, all unprotected. Four first-round pick swaps, all unprotected. That includes the Nets picks in 2022, 24, and 26. The Cavs pick in 2022 via the Bucks. I forget what trade, maybe that was... Um, for which player and whatnot. But anyway, and there's pick swaps the Rockets have with the Nets in 2021 this year, 2023, 2025, and 2027. Um, This sounds like one of those Los Angeles Clipper, Paul George, Oklahoma City Thunder deals. What do you think about this, man? This is part of the reason I just the NBA is going downhill to me. I agree with that. I do think it's going downhill. These super teams, honestly, in my opinion, are kind of just making it not fun to watch because it's like, what's the point? Um, especially when you're a fan of a small market team because you know you can't compete with those teams. Um, as far as the trade goes, if you're Houston, you had to do it. I mean, after the comments they made after, what was that, a couple days ago last night? Yeah, Tuesday. Um, you, you had to get them out. And after John Wall and Boogie were starting to turn on him, you know, it, it was the only thing you could do. And, I mean, make no mistake about it, they got a fucking haul. Oh, yeah. Like, they got I, that U-Haul. I mean – you get, what is it, eight years total of picks or pick swaps, right? Um, they're going to have picks from now this summer until 2027. So, I mean, you got to think. The next three years, those picks probably won't be that great because the Nets right. are only picking towards the back end. But the four or five years after that, they could very well be at the front of the draft because once those contracts expire in Brooklyn, they ain't got nothing. They traded away their future, Yet which again. you have to do. You have to when you got KD and Kyrie. <sighs> they did this eight years ago, though. Yeah, but it wasn't okay. It was for a bunch of guy, old guys, which is fair. Yeah, which is fair. James Harden stole in his prime. Is he? But the only thing. Are we like, sure about like that? Like you always say, there's only one basketball. Well, that's a whole other layer to this. I, yeah. I, I just want to go in. Here's what the Brooklyn Nets did the last time. They got Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry, 
and uh, maybe a bag of chips or a Coca-Cola somewhere. I mean, I, I just, warm, I forget. A warm Coke. Yeah, a, a warm Diet Coke, one that's already been opened. There's probably some chew in the bottom of that shit. They got, they, that's what they got out of the deal, okay? Need I remind you that the Boston Celtics were able to benefit in the form of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum with those Nets picks. And they would have had the 2018 one, but the Nets were kind of decent that year. I think that may be in the year that they got uh, D'Angelo oh, Russell from the one, Lakers. Yeah. Um, I know they made the playoffs the year after that, but, you know, he was decent that season with them and whatnot. But anyway, so the Nets have already done this about eight years ago, and they literally just recovered from this probably in the 18-19 range. They were able to trade D'Angelo and some assets to Golden State. They got Kevin Durant back, which genius move for Golden State. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. benefit anybody but them because Katie was going to walk for absolutely nothing. Um Here's the thing about this. Not only is there only one basketball, what's going on with Kyrie Irving? Yeah, they're. I mean, is he having a spiritual awakening? Is he, I, I I feel like, I it's not a god complex with him. I I think he's turning into Kanye Irving. I really do. As, as I Shannon think he Sharp needs help. Honestly, I don't know if it's that. I just think he's not. His heart's not in it, if you will. I think he wants to be like this Muhammad Ali, Colin Kaepernick social awareness, you know. I mean, he said he's been sitting out the last few games because the Capitol building riots and stuff like that. Um, and come to find out that, well, initially it was reports that he was partying with Drake, which it's like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's like he was with Drake, Meek Mill, and Lil Baby down in the Bahamas or whatever it was. And then it comes out that he was partying with his family in New York all weekend. So he's taking games off to party, which, look, as unprofessional as that is, He's free to do what he wants, I guess, as long as Sean Marks and Steve Nash allow it, you know. But this is Kevin Durant's guy. Um, As far as Kyrie needing help, I don't know if he needs help. I feel like there may be some depression there. He may be going through something that he doesn't really want to talk about or doesn't really... I just think he's a deep thinker, man. I just I think that he is part of the woke generation. I think he's the woke leader in the NBA. I mean, it, let's take a look back six, seven months ago. He was the guy that's saying we don't need to go to the Orlando bubble because there's bigger stuff going on we need to worry about right now. Absolutely. It seems like he is in one foot in the NBA and one foot out of it. He's still a phenomenal basketball player. He was averaging more points per game than Kevin Durant was before he left, what was it, seven, eight days ago at this point? He was point. playing great basketball. He was. He yeah. looked phenomenal. And just because what he did to the Boston Celtics, he's still one of my favorite basketball Basketball players. He still hit the second greatest shot in NBA history, the second clutchest shot in NBA history. Um, you know, and I just I don't know what's going on with him. And when he comes back into the mix, so they don't have Levert, they don't have Allen. Dinwiddie's out with the torn yeah. ACL, so they have Joe Harris still. Luckily, they were somehow able to hold on to him, but they have no draft picks. They gutted their team. Salary cap is stretched to the max. Yes, it is. And there's no fans. And I know it's some Russian billionaire guy that owns mm-hmm. the team. But, I mean, this is a big... I mean, James Harden's the highest paid player in the NBA. Yeah. Um, Here's my other thing. Yeah, go ahead. You, Who's your center? DeAndre Jordan? Yeah. If you're going to be playing the Lakers, he ain't going to get it done. If you're going to be playing the Bucks, he ain't going to get it done. If you're going to be playing... Shit, I don't know. I guess Philly. Philly. Ain't no way in hell with the way Joel Embiid's playing right now. Yeah. Um, that's you have to have a good big man, and I think that's something that they're kind of overlooking. Because um, at the end of the day, you're gonna have to make stops. Like you can shoot the basketball and make it as many times as you want, but if they make it one more time than you do, you lose. And for all these teams that are at the top of their conferences, they have big men who can go out and get a bucket at any time. And the Nets just don't have anyone that can stop a big man. Who are you gonna put on Kevin Durant? He ain't stopping Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's true. I'm looking up the Brooklyn Nets defensive stats right now because I want to see how many points per game they were giving up anyway against all these teams. Let's see. Let's see. Yank. Where is Brooklyn? DeAndre Jordan ain't the player he used to be. 
No, he's not. Apparently, they've given up. Um, is this accurate? What is this? I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at. Anyway, uh, let's just say they're giving up a hell of a lot of points, and that's before they got rid of their entire bench. Granted, I know I've been saying this personally, that they should do this move for Paul George, um, but the difference between Paul George and James Harden is a big one because Paul George will play defense for you. He can mm-hmm. play off the ball. I don't know if James Harden's effective if the ball's literally not in his hands. It's not. The same way Kevin Durant's not that effective if the ball's not in his hands. The same way Kyrie Irving is definitely not effective if the ball's not in his hands. There's only one basketball to go around. Um, that's the second layer in all this. And the third one is I just don't want to fucking watch it. Yeah. As someone that roots for a super team, I'm getting sick of this shit now. Oh, like, how, how does it feel? Because I, I, it's like... There's really nothing to watch until at least the conference finals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, until it's Lakers Clippers or Lakers Warriors or Nuggets or some shit, and it's Bucks Nets. Like I don't give a fuck about the games. That's why I haven't been watching so far this year. Um, Their ratings might go down because of all this shit too. There's no might about it. Yeah. They're in a lot of trouble right now. They mm-hmm. can't get the COVID shit under control. There's no fans. People really hate what they got to say about Black Lives Matter and, and Biden and Trump and all this shit because you're alienating half your fan base. The same way that all the white folks hated Eminem after he came out and dished Trump four or five years ago, whenever the hell that was. Well, you alienated half your fan base. What would you expect? I mean, you got to look at who are the fans of what you're putting on television. And a lot of them are going to be white folk that are conservative. Half of the country is half and half. No matter where you stand on that, you're alienating half of where you could potentially be. And this goes back to a conversation. I'm not sure who I was having it with. Maybe it was you a month or two back on the pod. But I'm really feeling like these days that not only do I not care as much about the NBA for the first time since I've become a fan, um, I was cool with the lockout, get your money. I was cool with even some of the political stuff. I like the bubble. I like the way they played. I know it was stressful for the players, but I don't really feel too bad when you make $40 million a fucking year that you get to have the five-star. You know, they got to have whoever the hell they wanted to have in the bubble. They got to have their pot. They got to have their wine. Like, it can't. They got to go golf. They got to go do shit. It's not like they had to sit there in their fucking hotel room and not do anything. Like, me or you would have to if we traveled. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, it's not entertaining in my opinion. Yeah. Like, wake me up when the Lakers and Nets play. Wake me up when the Lakers and Warriors play. Lakers and Clippers play. Besides that, I'm not watching li- minus NBA games. I'm not watching Laker games. I just don't give a fuck about it. And I, I don't know what it is about this Harden trade. It just, it really got me down yesterday when I heard about it. Because it's just like, now the Rockets aren't going to be anything. They're no sort of threat. Not like they were anyway to come into the season. But at least they got John Wall for Westbrook. And now I just, I don't give a shit about the NBA season. I mean, it's like literally wake me up when it's April or May. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Wake and it's me up mid-January. on baby. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at with it. You know I mean? Even the Lakers who are poised to, you know, maybe not win the finals if this works out for the Nets. And, you know, Bucks are good and stuff like that. But they're poised to get back to the finals. I mean, everyone's going to be shocked if they get beat in the first three rounds. It's like, I don't even care at this point. Like, get fans in the stands. I don't like the fake crowd noise. I don't like the logos and the tarps and having to postpone all these games every other night. It's like, it just makes it to where I feel like you're not going to have a season if you don't have a bubble, which is really odd because the NFL somehow pulled off 17 weeks not having to extend it. it. Say that again. MLB did it too. Yeah, baseball did it too. Not as long, but they still pulled it off. Yeah, they did. And this is maybe karma coming back to the NBA. I mean, we all thought they were starting a little too soon. I understand you want to get your Christmas Day ratings in, which I watched on Christmas because there's nothing else going on on Christmas. But, I mean, maybe they really should have waited till after the Super Bowl. That's what people were saying, or waited till March. Waited until, you know, the vaccine was really rolling out, Biden was in there, and, you know, America had a different plan going forward as far as the pandemic goes. Um, they jumped the gun a little too early. They have to make sure that... 
you know, they're lining the players' pockets and stuff like that. And not only that, but now they're losing about $500 million of revenue between this year and last year. And they're going to have to get two expansion teams to, you know, open up the money in the league a little bit more. But it's like, where are you going to put those teams? Seattle already left for OKC years ago. You're going to put one in Vegas? Cool. Where's the other team going? Minneapolis? They already got one. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to think of teams that have a football team that don't have, I mean, Jacksonville? Tampa? Carolina, maybe? Yeah. I mean, is there any Carolina NBA teams? No. Charlotte Hornets. Oh, Charlotte, yeah. So it's like, where are you going to put, what, Reading? (laughs) And they're not coming here? You know, as much as I would like them to, they're not fucking coming here. You would think that one would go up in Washington, but you can't add two Western Conference teams. It's got to be one West and one East if you're going to add two teams. Unless you move a, a team from the West to the Eastern Conference. Right. Because you can't have a staggered conference like that. Right. And that's the thing. They're going to have to add one team in the East, one team in the West. I'm trying to think. Maybe they put another team in New Jersey, but that's three New York teams. I mean, why would you need three? I think it would have to be a Florida team, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It'd have to be, yeah. I mean, they already have Miami and Orlando locked up, though. I mean, the NFL has three Florida teams. I mean, I could see Tampa or Jacksonville getting one. Is there any in Tennessee? Tennessee's got a good good fan base. Uh, Memphis. Memphis? Yeah, they are in Tennessee. So, and yeah. Jaws there. So, yeah. it's just like, I don't know where they go. And this isn't the podcast where I want to sit here and rant and rumble for 20 minutes about the NBA and whatnot. I'm all for these guys getting their money and shit like that. But Adam Silver... I mean, look, he had a really great track record coming in, but, I mean, ever since Daryl Morey's Hong Kong tweet and the unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant, I mean, it's been nothing but downhill for the NBA, and I'm, I'm really feeling like this is going to turn into some, into some MLB-type shit where no one gives a fuck, no one watches, they think you're ignorant, they think that you guys are entitled and crybabies, and... I mean, I'm just not excited about Harden going to Brooklyn, man. I'm just not. I would have been yeah. a lot more excited if he went think, to Philly. I don't think anybody is. I don't. I mean, are Nets fans even that excited? I mean, they probably I are. I wouldn't be, honestly. I mean, it's, there's only one ball. Is this going to work out? Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on this. No, man. You, no. That's just where I'm at with it right now. I'm really not excited for this at all. And I, honestly, for the first time probably ever, I can feel the pain of people like you that are like, I hate the super team shit. Because it's like, yeah. I, there's no entertainment. Yeah. I mean, Laker Rocket games were going to be entertaining this year. Now, it's, I don't care. Yeah. Wake me up when they face the top two or three teams in the conference and the Nets and Bucks. And besides that, I don't give a fuck about the NBA right now. At least not until football's over. I'm in full football mode. That's just the way it is. Wake me up on draft night. Yeah, that's just where we're at right now. Wake me up when Trevor Lawrence comes to Jacksonville. Oh, boy. Uh, well, let's stick with the NBA for a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. I, we kind of touched on it in, in this subject right here. But do you think the NBA has a chance to finish the season out? What do you think about the COVID stuff going on? I think that no matter what, it's, they're going to finish it no matter what. I think the question is when, because the way it's going right now, I would be surprised if they lasted longer than two more weeks. They're going to have to put a pause on it. They're going to have to get this shit dealed with. They're probably going to have to do a bubble again. I don't know why they can't handle it. It's out of MLB, NBA, and NFL, the NBA has the least amount of players and the least amount of personnel. So I don't, I mean, I get that COVID, you know, spreads like wildfire, but I just don't understand how they're having more trouble than the NFL. and Because the NFL has got 54 players on the active roster, at least three coaches for every position. And that's not even counting trainers and water people and all that shit. Um, so I do think that they finish it, but I think that they're going to put a pause for probably about a month, maybe wait till after the Super Bowl, uh, and then they're going to have to go bubble. I think that's the only way they can get it done. Unless something very drastic changes. Yeah. 
Well, I, the contact tracing isn't working either. I mean, yeah. they said they have like literal like Apple watches or like that's what NFL chips did too. or something like that. NFL did that too. But it's it worked out for the NFL. I mean, yeah. even when like the Broncos and all of them had to play with Kendall uh, Hinton at quarterback against the Saints that one week. They were able to come back, and Drew Locke was a starter the next week after that, or whoever was the backup for Denver. Here is what I think is going on with COVID as far as the NBA. The difference between the NBA and the MLB and NFL, everybody touches the ball with their bare hands in the NBA. And that literally could just be all this is. I mean, you said the virus spreads like wildfire. Any virus spreads like wildfire. It's a virus. It it lives off its host, and it wants to spread itself. That's just the way it goes. It mutates. Um, they're touching it with their bare hands. They're sweating in the NBA. You know, you're you're bumping each other and with your arms and legs and boxing people out and shit like that, fouling each other. Um, and people would wonder, you know, well, how in the NFL are they able to pull this off? Well, the NFL, they have sleeves. You know, the guys put the sleeves on their elbows and stuff for the turf. They have literal gloves. If you have COVID on your gloves, I'm sure there's been hundreds of times Jefferson or Odell Beckham or someone had COVID on their game gloves, but they take that shit off and probably toss them at this point, mm-hmm. um, as wasteful as that really is. Um, but I mean, the human race is wasteful. I mean, that's probably what they do with it. You know, they wear pads, they have the helmets. Maybe that helps somehow with not getting the contact tracing. I mean, the people that touch the ball in the NFL are centers, quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends, and running backs. The offensive linemen don't ever touch that shit. The defense barely ever touches it unless they get an interception. They change the ball out every single play. The NBA, they don't t- they do not do that with the ball every single play. Yeah. Even if they Clorox that shit down, Clorox takes, like, Lysol 15 to 30 minutes for it to activate to start killing the virus. Timeouts are nowhere near that. Not even half times are that long. Yeah. Same with baseball. They're literally wearing a glove. They're wearing gloves for the bats, you know, the pine tar in the hands that, or on the gloves and shit like that. Um, they change the ball out for that with foul balls and stuff. I think that's literally just the name of the game. I, mm-hmm. I think it's really nothing simpler than that. At least I hope. Um, I mean, my another thing is like you know it comes down to the players and the team personnel and the coaches. Like you, ha- you have to realize I get paid millions of dollars to do this. That means I have to fucking stay home. That means you know I have to do Walmart grocery pickup. You know what I mean? <laughs> that means I Instacart. have to. I ha- yeah, that means yeah. I have to get DoorDash. Like I get paid. $40 million a year to do this. This is like, I have to be accountable. I have to not be the person that brings this in. And I think that's where they're failing. I think the word you're looking for is it's a privilege. Absolutely. Because it is yep. a privilege to play in the NBA. I mean, I know these guys work their entire lives for it. They went through all sorts of bullshit. And, you know, a lot of these guys come from absolutely nothing. And they come from terrible backgrounds and stuff like that. I get all that. Not saying that they don't deserve it. But mind you, it is a privilege. The same way I feel like it's a privilege for us to come in here and pod. I mean, if the library shuts down again because COVID cases get too high in Shasta County, well, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. The only place we can go record at is Compass, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like we're not going to record in our houses. There's too much noise. There's too many things yeah. going on. So it's like all these things are so delicate and whatnot. And that's the one thing I definitely learned through 2020 and stuff like that. I just – I don't know if it's the NBA not being able to handle it. I, I don't think the contact tracing is working very well. I, I'm with you. they got to use a bubble uh, yet again. I, I – I think they canceled the season two. I don't think it's going to be no four-month layoff or anything like yeah. that. I think it's as simple as, look, we got to go back to the bubble. Let's let the Super Bowl go. That's not until February 7th or 8th or something like that. So that's, you know, you can wait till midway, maybe end of February. Biden's going to be in office for a month and some change at that point. He has a new vaccine and new um, stimulus bill he wants to put out. So maybe there's going to be more vaccines rolled out. Maybe these guys can all go get vaccinated while they're waiting for the bubble to come. Maybe that's the solution to all this. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I wish I did. I wish I was able to go in there and help them. Yeah. But NBA's got a big problem on their hands, and I, I think that Adam Silver and the NBA, for the first time, 
Um, and I, all the credit in the world for the bubble and stuff like that. The political messages don't bother me, but I know that alienates some fans. And if they take millions and millions of dollars of lost revenue, which they're going to take anyway, um, no matter what, then I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where it goes from here. And I just, I, I don't really feel that bad, if you will, because I think they rushed it. And the players feel like they rushed it too. I mean, yeah. LeBron and them were threatening to sit out the first month of the year, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you make $40 million a year, man. That's a lot of money to sit out. And I understand, you know, you played until mid-October in the bubble and you were in the bubble for 90-something days. But mind you, man, it's a privilege. And I just, I'm getting tired of the super teams. I'm getting tired of postponed games and turning on ESPN and there's nothing going on because COVID and either get a fucking vaccine or go to a bubble. Because the bubble worked. There were no positive tests for 70, 80-something days. Teams were going in and out. People were coming in and out. Girlfriends were coming in and out. You know, all that stuff, you know. So it, it, it seemed to work. I mean, let's go back to that. If they want the season bad enough. You, if you don't want it bad enough, you're going to be an obsolete league just like the fucking NHL. And put they, their families in there with them. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, you could do that too. I mean, it sucks being away from home, but that's your job. That's your job. We all go. You, you we guys, all, all of us normal folk, we got to go to work every day. Hey, man, we sacrificed too. Yeah. We sacrificed a lot of shit. So, I mean, some people got fired. Sure, they got the unemployment benefits. It wasn't no $40 million a year. And I'll stop bringing that number up because I know that's only the top you know, 1% of the 1% in the league, the LeBrons, the ADs, the James Hardens. These guys still, the vet minimum and the rookie minimums, like what, 900 grand? 1.1 million? And I mean, after taxes, that's still over half a million dollars. I mean, shit, man, I wouldn't be here in this room with you right now if I had half a million dollars. We'd be somewhere a lot nicer recording this shit. And it's a nice studio, you know, but... Anyway, I, I don't want to keep going in on the NBA like that. Let's go to the NFL. Let's transition. Let's go to Urban Meyer. He officially got hired as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. Um, man, you guys have had – I mean, you remember that show Extreme Makeover Home Edition where they moved the fucking bus? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like the football gods moved the bus for you guys finally. And you're looking at your new home. Trevor Lawrence is right out there. He's doing the thing with the football. He's twiddling in his fingers. He has his hair back with the headband on. Urban Meyer's just sitting there smiling. Yeah, he's got the little the, the play card. He's got the little sheet. Uh, what do you think, man? I'll, I'll let you go as a Jags fan. I mean, first things first, it's about fucking time that they moved the bus for us. We've been sitting behind that bus for a long-ass time. They kind of teased us in 2017. When we went to the AFC Championship game, but uh, then they just put that bus right in fucking park with the e-brake on. <laughs> but um, the Urban Meyer thing, I, I'm excited, but I'm also nervous at the same time just because he's someone that doesn't have NFL experience. Um, and the word is that he all of the coaching staff he's going to bring is going to be all people with no NFL experience. Ooh. So my thing is I'm just scared in that department, but I do think the first thing you needed to do, you needed to bring in a guy who's a winner. You needed a guy who could build up a culture and a program. Um, and while it would have been nice to get Eric Bieniemy or Brian Dabble, um, I do think this was the right hire for us. Because let's face it, we have Trevor Lawrence coming in. I know it's not official yet, but it's it's happening. Um, you know, you needed a splash, and I think this is the right move. All the players seem to really, really love it. Um, so, I mean, it's – and it's selling – they've already sold five times the amount of season tickets they ever have up to this point. Wow. Yeah. Oh, good for them. Yeah. I mean – They needed that. Absolutely. Yeah, Shad Khan needed that shit. Um, I mean, it's – it's. I'm generally excited to be a Jaguars fan, and it's a very weird feeling because I know I'm going to get let down. But, yeah, I mean, it's – I think it's the right hire in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Well, okay, so I couldn't get the exact number. Do you know what the number is for his salary per year? I'm going to assume it's $12 million. I, It's It's got to be at least 10 Yeah, it's got to be at least eight figures. Yeah. Because he wasn't going to do it unless he got eight figures, which yeah. rightfully so. He won two or three national titles. I get it. Um, 
Jacksonville has $76.2 million in salary cap space this offseason. Most off in the season. NFL. By far the most in the NFL. Yep. Um, Trevor Lawrence, as great as he is, he's not going to take up $76 million on a deal. Well, he's going to be on a rookie deal, so it's going to be about 6 or $7 million a year. Right. At the most. Right. Well, what Sam Bradford get that one time from the Rams? Was that like $10 million a year? That I don't remember. I'm going to look that up real quick. He should well, get somewhere around there. There's a max you can make on a rookie contract. That's the thing. I'm just not sure what the max is for a rookie contract. I'm sure whatever it is, Joe Burrow's on it. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. He signed a six-year, $78 million deal, which had $50 million of guarantee. Wow, Jesus Christ. $50 million guaranteed and a max value of 86. It was the largest contract ever for a rookie. Yeah, no shit. So that's $13 million a year. So I'm going to assume that they can maybe give Lawrence 15 if they want, but they're only going to give him a three- or four-year deal. He's so, getting a four-year deal. So let's say they give him a four-year, $60 million deal, $40 million guaranteed. You still have, what, $16 million in cap space? You can re-sign Robinson. Um, from Chicago. Oh, okay. If you want. I mean, no, I thought you, know. you meant James Robinson. I was like, he ain't a free agent. Yeah, no, well, I mean, maybe you lock him up too. I mean, you give him another year or two. He's on a rookie deal. I mean, I, yeah, he's I on a bargain. At I'm least not gonna, another year. Yeah, I'm not going to pay you just yet. DJ um, Chark needs to get paid. Chark needs to get paid. Yeah. Um, but you guys, I don't know where you go. Maybe a tight end. Who's an available tight end this maybe year? a tight end really bad. I think that's going to have to come from a trade. That's going to have to, right? Yeah. And it's going to involve some picks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have twelve or 11 picks in the draft, so we got plenty of capital to do a trade. Is that the most? Uh, either us or the Jets. It might be the second most. Yeah, the Jets got a lot of picks. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jets are bad. Um, I Look, thanks for looking up for you guys. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize this happened just two hours ago, so this happened like right yeah. before the pod. Thank yeah. God. There was not shit to talk about coming into today, and then we had Harden and Urban Meyer. Um but, yeah, I mean, things are looking up for you guys. I mean, I, I the Jacksonville Jaguar fans have been suffering for so long. I mean, you know. I mean, They're who, like Kings fans. Who They're am loyal. I to say because I'm not a fan? But yeah. it's time you guys turn it around. Yeah. Um, Shad Khan wants to win. Um, it's a dick swinging contest. And, I mean, it, he, he's getting erect. I mean, no homo. I mean, he's getting hard. It's working. You know, so I, I, I'm i happy for the Jag fans. I don't really have much besides that because they haven't drafted Trevor Lawrence and re-signed a bunch of guys yet. But come March, what, 17th? I mean, St. Patrick's Day is around the time free agency starts up. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see who they get. I think what you have to do is, obviously, after the draft, um, if you don't get a tight end, get one in free agency because that's first things first, quarterback's best friend. Um, I think signing Robinson is a little bit far-fetched. It could happen. Um, but he I won't just, come back. I was going to say, I don't know. But he's available. But he did like a tweet on Twitter about him coming back to the Jaguars. So, that, that's where I got it from. Um, I think you go, you get a DB. We're hurting at DB. Um, yeah, after that Ramsey thing. And then, right? honestly, spend all the rest of the money on the offensive line. After seeing what happened to Joe Burrow, throw all the money at the line, and I wouldn't even be mad. That's where I was going next with this. I mean, it's like... You might have to trade some of those Rams picks. I know they're going to be late first round, mid first round, you know, because they're deep in the, I mean, late first round because they're in the playoffs. But maybe trade some of those Rams picks. I don't know if you have one this year. Ramsey got traded in 2019. so I We think have their first this year. Okay, that's what I thought. So yeah. I, I figured you guys were due this year, maybe 2023, with their first round pick. I figured, isn't that how that goes? No, Usually we had year. one last year and then we had their uh, pick this year. Okay, so maybe you trade up with, you know, Maybe the Dolphins or someone like that, you know, if they decide to get to Sean Watson and do something. I have no idea. These, I mean, how these guys pull off these trades and stuff like that is beyond me. It, it would hurt my brain to sit there and try and work that out. Uh, that's why I sit here and do this, not that. But um, there's definitely a scenario and a situation where maybe you guys don't get the tackle from Oregon, but you guys are able to build the offensive line in the first round and yeah. still get your Trevor Lawrence. There's no yeah. way you guys are giving up the Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's... No. The, only, come on. the only thing that I would give up Trevor Lawrence for is to Sean Watson. Other than that, wouldn't even consider it. And that's not even going to happen. Cause no, it won't even happen. I mean, same, not even the same conference. And even then, division. I don't know if I'd do it. Right. 
So he's the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Deshaun Watson yeah. was not the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Yeah, there's a, there's a big difference right there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for the Jag fans. That's really all I got. Do you have anything else on Urban Meyer? I mean, I, I'm looking forward to what the Jags could do next year. Welcome to Duval. Yeah, there you go. I got to um, be requesting off Sundays next year. <laughs> Good luck with that. Hey, we're going to get some primetime games, too. For sure. You guys will get one Sunday night We play games. the Bengals. That'll definitely be probably Monday night football. Is that happening? Yeah. Jags-Bengals? Where? Yeah. Cincinnati or Jacksonville? Uh, I think it's in Jacksonville. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That'd so be a good game. I, th- I think that'll get a Monday night game. Maybe, yeah. a, maybe a Thursday. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a Sunday. Because Sunday yeah. night's got to be Giants-Cowboys or some bullshit. But yeah, yeah, that'll definitely happen on a Monday. I think, I'll, I'll I look think, forward to that. I think we might actually get a Sunday night game this year. Haven't had you one might since, get one. Uh, we might, haven't had one since 08. Do you guys play the Browns? I believe so, yes. That, that should be, yeah, yeah go ahead. Me, that should be a Sunday night game. I want to see Jaguars-Browns. I want to see Lawrence versus Mayfield. Uh, that, that's just where I'm at with it. Um, I'll let you look that up, but let's move on to the next thing. We got biggest takeaway from Wild Card Weekend. So I did a pod with Ken a couple nights ago. I kind of already gave my breakdown and my take on a lot of this stuff and whatnot. I'll let you go real quick before we get to our picks. What did you think of Wild Card Weekend? Who was the biggest letdown? Who shocked you the most? What would you think about it? Um, some good games, some not surprising. Uh, the biggest letdown to me, it's the Seahawks. How, yeah. I mean, you kind of hit it on the nose with just saying they just choke every year. And I don't know what it is, but they they can't seem to get it right. Um, they can't shake the one-yard line, man. I mean, they played the Rams. Like, the Rams have a great defense. Don't get me wrong, but... Is it a great defense or is it just two big names? And not just two big they, names. They have a good – they were, like, top three in defense this year. Were they? Yeah. Oh, they were that high? They, they have a really good defense. Um, okay. they just so uninspiring. And really, it was like that the second half of the season. They just looked like a mediocre team. Um, as far as the most surprising team, Ravens. I picked them that to win. That was the most surprising to you over I, the Browns? I, I expected the Browns. To well, do you that. picked both the teams to win. Yeah, I, I just think the Ravens were a little bit more surprising because I think I think everybody knows the Steelers were the biggest fraud, um, and we all know how I feel about the Steelers. Do you um, want to go in on them? No, I don't want to go in on them. <laughs> okay, I might, I might wake some people up in here if I go in yeah, on them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, wake people up. But uh, yeah, the Ravens looked really good. I mean, Lamar, you know, he threw for just as much as he ran. But no shocker. When Lamar plays like that, that's when they're hard to beat. That's when he's very, very hard to stop. Uh, unstoppable. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, they have the yeah. defense to get it done. If they had a number one receiver, they would be a lot better. They don't have a number one receiver. Who's that? The Rams or the Ravens? Ravens. You don't think Hollywood? <laughs> Hollywood. I'm. <laughs> I'm just asking him. Hollywood. No. Okay, so I pulled up Jaguars' schedule. Okay. Bengals, I could see a primetime game. Yeah. Houston, Indian, Tennessee twice. I don't think any of those. Maybe a Thursday night game for a divisional game. Yeah, them and Indy maybe. Buffalo. Okay. Maybe. Miami, probably not. Nah. No one wants to see two on Sunday night football. Mm. Arizona, possibly a Monday. Kyler Murray versus Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Uh, San Francisco, no one wants to watch that. No one wants to watch Denver. This is an interesting one against the Rams. Jalen Ramsey's revenge game. Is it in Jacksonville? It is in L.A. That could be a Monday night game. That could be a Sunday night game. You think so? Jalen Ramsey's revenge game. That's fair. It is Trevor Lawrence. And then, okay, so we do play the Jets. If the Jets draft Justin Fields, I could see that being one. Jackson Jets, really? Like a Thursday night game. You versus Ken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Seattle. I don't I don't think that's a primetime game. So no Cleveland? Uh, no, I guess not. I thought we did. Damn. That's unfortunate. Hmm. Um, either way, I, I don't... 
I forget what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Hollywood Brown. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I gave my breakdown already. Seahawks were – they weren't that disappointed to me because I figured that was going to happen. I picked them to win, but, I mean, I didn't want to see them go to Lambeau and get their ass kicked yet again like they did last year. Yeah. Um, they were going to get their ass handed to them. Uh, shout out to the Rams for winning. You know, good for them. Um, here's the thing about Lamar, man. And I'm not shitting on him, but when he's out in open space, he's the most dangerous guy in the NFL. I mean, he's incredible out in open space. Um, the only thing I can't stand, and I said it on the last pod, and I'm not going to go in on Lamar yet again, but I just I can't stand how every time he does anything at all, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's the greatest thing anyone's ever seen. It's like, look, it was a good run, but it wasn't the greatest run I've ever seen in my life. Like, am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed mm-hmm. to have that opinion? You know, I, I just I feel like I shouldn't have to feel bad about that. Um and we'll get into the picks here in a minute, but we got some good games this weekend. The only game I'm not really looking forward to is honestly the first one. Rams-Packers is not going to be. Yeah. I mean, you got Adams versus Ramsey, but, I mean, Rodgers is going to slice and dice that team. I don't believe in Jared Goff going in there. Um, Jared Goff. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. He's got one and a half thumbs. I mean, he's got three fingers he's playing with right now on his throwing hand. I'm not putting much stock into that team whatsoever. Do you have anything else from Wild Card Weekend? What about, what about the Brown Steelers? we got to recap Brown Steelers yeah, we have a little to. bit. Um, Browns look really good. Baker Mayfield kind of came in and said, hey, we ain't those same old Browns. Um, I don't I don't think they're going to go in and beat Kansas City, obviously. But it wouldn't be su- surprising if, you know, they kept it a close game. I think the Browns are sneaky good, and I think they're kind of the team that no one wants to play because of their run game. You can't stop both those guys for four, four quarters. Right. And they prove it week in and week out. I mean, there's been, what, like two games maybe where Bakers went out and won them the game? Um, I mean... I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going. No, come on, come on. You got to do it. Compelling content. Biggest fucking fraud of the year. Absolutely, of the last couple years, in my opinion. Um, just a bunch of fucking average football players that think they're really fucking good. Juju, Chase Claypool. I'm no. I can't do it. No, come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Wait, hold on. Claypool's average? I don't think he's average. Juju, below average. He's below average. No. Chase Claypool is not below. He went to Notre Dame. So? He's not below average. He ain't good. He had like 12 touchdowns this year. So? What did he do? What did he do? Didn't he catch a touchdown? He, he did a, something. Yeah, he caught a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Then he did something. So he's average. I'm going to say he's average. Okay. Fine. He's average. We'll go he's average. I, I, I think he's a little above average. I don't think he's the greatest uh, thing okay, ever. Okay. I'll go, I'll go slightly above average. I mean, yeah. Come on. It's not like but this guy's a dumpster fire. For the talking this guy does, he should be the best receiver in the NFL. He said one comment. I don't Granted, think. I think it was a pussy comment to make. Yeah. He said one thing after the game was over. After they lost. Juju, that tells me all I need to know about uh, him. Fair. Shout out to Deontay Johnson. What about Deontay, yeah. though? Deontay's I good. Some, I love me some Deontay Johnson. He's yeah. the only one in that wide receiver room that shuts his mouth and plays football. Also, only what do you one. think about James Conner? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about below average. My God, Talk man. about, you know when you get that grade in elementary school that said far below average? Yeah. That's James Conner. Or when you get that F, it's like a FF. It's like a 38%. It's like, oh. <laughs> James, James Conner's that. Yeah, he is. He is really bad. What do you think about Big Ben, man? Is he going to retire? Is he coming back one more year? I think he's going to come back one more year. What the fuck else is he going to do? Make no mistake about it. As much as I hate the Steelers, I love me some Big Ben. Oh, come the fuck on. Those five picks against the Jaguars. Says I don't have it anymore. That soothes my soul. That's fair. I forgot about that game, actually. Mm. Damn, they did lose to you guys a couple years. And that, that was Twice. the last A-B game. Twice. Yeah. The last game with uh, A-B and Le'Veon. Oh, no, it was the last game with Le'Veon. I yeah, think yeah. they played the yeah. whole next year yeah, with A-B. Right. Yeah. Um, I, think he, I think he comes back and gives it another another go-around. I think they trade or draft his back his 
not backup, but his replacement, and I think he spends the year kind of grooming him. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Minshew, honestly, which would really suck. You guys are going to, I mean, you can get something out of Minshew as well. Maybe that's what you do with the Steelers. You get another mid-round first pick for a tackle. I mean, maybe that's the move to make right there. Trade him for, I don't know if Minshew is worth a first rounder. You got him in the sixth round. But if they need a quarterback that bad, you guys could swoop in like a hawk and get him, maybe even a second rounder. I mean, there's yeah. going to be some tackles and guards available in the second round. It's not yeah. like all the specialty players go in the first round of the draft, yeah. usually. You got to be like a Jake Long or like a Laramie Tunsil to go in the first round. <laughs> Taking bong rips on the gas mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Matt White? <laughs> Um, anything else on the Steelers? Are you, are you sure you don't want to go in? Are you sure you don't want to give compelling content? We're not that far in. We got time. <clears throat> compelling content. I just don't know where to start. That's the thing. Go. You know what? Uh, here, here. Go <laughs> it's not going to be no Clippers rant like you did. Are you sure? sure? I mean, I basically already said it. They're the biggest fucking frauds. They're they're not a good football team. They we praised Mike Tomlin all year, and while I do think Mike Tomlin's a great coach, he lost that locker room. Hundred percent. You can't let. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna say what Ken said, but you can't let. You can't <laughs> no, let, please. You can't let the players run the locker room. There you go, Ken. Um, that's how you say it next time. Not what you said. <laughs> you can't let the players run the locker room. The players were running that locker room, and it showed on the field because right when they started doing all their extra shit, they started losing. Right when Juju started becoming a distraction, they started losing. Right when Claypool started doing weird ass shit, he started being not good. Um. They, it's, I think one of the most annoying things about them is their fans. They have one of the most annoying fan bases with those fucking terrible towels, fucking always saying they're the best, and you guys got fucking bounced by the brownies. At home. At home. In front of family and friends. Mm. And then crowd on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Do you know any Steelers fans personally? I don't know any Steelers fans. That's why it doesn't bug me that much. I know some. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. They were real quiet. Real quiet on Sunday. Were they? Real quiet, yeah. Were they as quiet as the, de- the dead rats in the Lake Michigan right next to the stadium? A little, little more quiet than that. That's really quiet. Yeah. That's like super quiet. Then they come on social media and say, oh, well, the, the Browns just got lucky. And I'm like, well, they kind of beat you two weeks in a row. That's a fact. And they kind of came in and kicked your ass, honestly. 28 nothing at the end of the first. Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt just straight put it up their butts. And you love Baker. Mm, I love me some Baker Mayfield. I don't think. I mean, you may have came during that game. I, I mean, I, I was. I mean, full climax. Yeah, I mean, that was really like you had to change I mean, shorts. It's, it's it's so refreshing because in a day and age where so many people just care about the money, you know, they only care about their individual stats. Baker just loves football, and you can see it when he's on the field. No one gets more pumped up than Baker. Look, I got nothing to say about the guy. He had a great week. There was a great team win. He said all the right things, and mm-hmm. he went and celebrated with his teammates. Um, the commercials still annoy me a little bit, <laughs> but at least he got a playoff win. They went 11-5. and five. He's starting to justify his off-the-field brand. If they would have had another 6-10, and 5-11 and 11 season, I would have ripped him a new one. Um, but I, I really have no opinion about it. I'm with you. The Steelers are annoying as fuck. I'm glad they lost. They were the biggest pretenders and fakers I ever saw. And, I mean, they lost five of the last six games, including the last two to the Brownies. I mean, come on, man. Including at home during the playoffs. I mean, yeah. they really should have won that game. And it looked like for a second they were going to come back and win it. I mean, it was like, what was it, 38-27, 38-29 at one point or some weird score like that. And mm-hmm. then the Browns went down, and I think Chubb or Hunt had like a 60-yard rush or 50-yard run or something like that. And then that was it. That was the nail in the coffin. I mean, that was the knife in the heart and then turning <laughs> that bitch. Um 
Shout out to the Browns, and I guess we can get into the picks right now if you don't have anything else about the Steelers. Well, no, was that it. the end of your rant? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna exhaust too much energy into those bums. <laughs> okay. Um, NFL divisional round. So, first game up. We got two Saturday games. One's at 1.30, one is at 5.15. The first one we got is the Los Angeles Rams against the Green Bay Packers from Lambeau. Al, who do you got and why? Packers. They're the best best team in the NFC. I don't even think it's close. I got them coming out of the NFC. Aaron Rodgers looks like... Vintage Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they have the MVP, and they have the best receiver of the year, who's probably got a good chance at winning Offensive Player of the Year. And in my opinion, no one's stopping them in the NFC at least. Especially not the Rams. Not Jared Goff. He ain't going into Lambeau and winning. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I have Packers as well. This one's pretty obvious. And I don't want to repeat too much of what I said in the last pod, even though I did go over it with Ken. But um, and, and shout out to you, Ken. I know you're listening. I'm giving you all the free promo in the world. But um, I think the big X factor in this game is not going to be Devontae Adams and Jalen Ramsey. It's going to be Aaron Jones. Because he's going to be the main reason this team either wins or loses by two or three touchdowns. Um, not that they're going to lose by three touchdowns, but the Rams could keep it close if Aaron Jones has 11 rushes mm-hmm. for 35 yards, looking like Derrick Henry last week, and Devontae has two catches for 35 yards as well. And then Rodgers has to lean on Alan Lazard, who's good, but him and Valdez, Scantling, and Tanyan to win the game. Which, not saying they aren't capable, but Rodgers will have to play at an MVP level, which he has all year. He went 48-5. and five. He had an incredible year. He's going to win the MVP. But the big X factor is Aaron Jones. It's going to be colder than dog shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as the Rams go, I mean, Cam Akers, they're going to have to lean on him too a lot. If Absolutely. they want any chance to win this game, I don't want to just dismiss them like that because they've earned their right to be here. They did go into Seattle and beat them. Um, Cam Akers is going to have another 150-yard game, though. I think the key for the Rams is Cooper Cup. you got to get Cooper Cup involved. Yeah. I know it's going to be cold and it's going to be rainy or snowy, but they are at their best when Cooper Cup's doing good. I think that offense kind of hums as he – or goes as he as he does. Um, if he has seven catches for 100 yards, I think they got a really good shot. Or, you know, however many catches or whatever. Um, something that's going to be really fun to watch is Devontae versus Jalen Ramsey. And Absolutely. I, I cannot wait to watch that. If Devontae torches Ramsey, are you going to be happy? Um, I don't know. Maybe. We'll do, see. do you just not care that much anymore? No, I mean, are you I, over it? I don't blame anybody for wanting to get out while Tom Coughlin was there. Yeah. I don't blame anybody. And Gokwe, Ramsey, I don't blame anybody. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Um, Another matchup to watch for, and I know you love Pro Football Focus. I got to shout out to Pro Football Focus. I put no stock into what they say. I'm pretty sure it's Ramsey 1 and Jair Alexander 2 for best corners in the league. If not, I think Xavier Howard might be number 2 and Alexander's number 3. Um, but he's going to be defending either Cup or Woods. I'm going to assume it's Cooper Cup. And if he's already banged up, I mean, Woods is going to have to have a good day. They're going to have to really lean on Cam Akers, whether it's out of the backfield and stuff like that. I don't see it happening. I can see Akers maybe having 100 yards because the Packers can't stop me or you. If we put a uniform on, it seems like, um, for their dear lives. But I, I don't see any scenario of the Rams going. I mean, if they go in there, I will I will piss my pants if they go into Lambeau and win. I mean, I really fucking will. I would be shocked. I got Packers. It's not even going to be close. I got 38-17. That's, that score. sounds about right, honestly. Yeah, I got 38-17. Rams, you had a good year, good bounce back year after not making the playoffs, but the buck stops here, man. Um, 5-15, we have arguably the game of the week, to be honest with you. Keeping on with the divisional round, we have Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens going into Buffalo against Josh Allen and the Bills. Who do you got in this game, man? <laughs> oh, my God, no way. No, come on. Really? Yep. Really? Give me that man. Oh, my God. Yeah, bad man number eight. Why is that? They're rolling, and I think... I Are they rolling? Th- they scored 20 here's, points. Here's my thing. The Bills 
barely beat the Colts. The Colts are a good team. Very good. Very good. Very well coached. Yeah. I don't think the Bills are ready yet. I think they're going to fold this week. And I think Lamar's kind of, his dick's a little heavy right now because he won his first playoff game. I mean, he's almost falling over. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, not, um, he's not the heaviest fellow. So, I mean, I think he's got all the confidence in the world right now. And when he's playing the way that he played on Sunday, you can't stop him, honestly. Um, and I just, I think this is the game where Buffalo kind of goes, you know, they lose, but next year they're like, okay, wait, that's not going to happen next year. Um, I just don't think they're ready for this yet. I don't think Josh Allen's ready yet. Really? but th- It would not is... surprise me if Buffalo won. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But I am going to take the Ravens. What's the score? I'm going to go 31-20. Wow, 31-20. Yep. Okay. 31-20 Baltimore. So I'm going to go Buffalo on this one. I think that this game is going to be super close all the way through. Um, I think – I'm with you. I think number eight, I think Lamar shows up, and I think he runs a while all over this defense. Not saying this defense is overrated by any means, but we thought the Titans defense – at least I'll speak for myself. I thought they were going to do something last week. They didn't do anything. <laughs> and if the Ravens score 21 to 28 points, it's going to be tough for Buffalo to win this thing. Ravens defense looks really good right now. Um, you guys love to shit on Marcus Peters, but I think he's – I think he's a good ball hawk. He gets burned a lot. He does. He's going to be having to deal with Stephon Diggs, who's the best receiver in the AFC right now, besides Tyreek Hill. And has been all season long, but um, I, I just I don't know, man. I don't see the Ravens going up into Buffalo and beating them. And as far as the Bills not wanting it this year or not being ready this year, I think that's what happened to them last year. I think that's why they wet the bed up seventeen nothing in Houston. I really feel like they're going to be ready, and they've been waiting all year for this matchup. I don't know if these two teams have played, but they've been waiting for the Chiefs and Ravens all year long. All they've heard is that Lamar and Mahomes are the two biggest threats to them in the AFC. I think as much as you think and say that Lamar is ready for Buffalo, and I think he is as well. If they can stop J.K. Dobbins, if Lamar can't get out of the pocket, which, you know, is asinine for me to say because that's mm-hmm. a fast motherfucker right there. Yeah. Um, as asinine as that sounds, if they can make it to where he doesn't get 100, 150 yards rushing and Dobbins is held to 12 carries for 40 yards, 50 yards, and doesn't get a couple scores like last game, then this could easily be a Buffalo win in my opinion. And I can see Buffalo going to KC. Um, I think it's going to be a super close game. I'm with you. I'm going to go 27-24 Buffalo, and I'm sure they might score a little bit more points than that. It's going to be close. If Baltimore wins, I won't be surprised. I just don't see it happening. Um, But Lamar could be ready. I mean, this is his third year, and he could be ready for it. But this is Josh Allen's fourth year. So uh, we'll see about this one. We'll see. The, the Bills wet the bed last year. We'll see what's going on this year with them. That's what I got. Saturday's gonna be, Saturday night's going to be a good game. I can't wait for Saturday night. And then we'll go to the casino after this game's yes, over. Sir. So that's going to be a good night. I can't wait. Uh, Sunday, let's go to these two games. Sunday at 12, we have the Cleveland Browns. Good old Baker and the Browns going into Kansas City against the well-rested Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got, Al? Come on. No, 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 no. That bad, man. Patrick Mahomes. Okay, okay, okay. I ain't going to do that. I ain't I'll that say, Baltimore is fine, but come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't taking Baker. <laughs> um, I do think, though, this is one of those games where the Chiefs go down early and Mahomes brings them back. I do oh, think yeah. It's, I do think it's one of those games. Yeah, I mean, it was 24 nothing Deshaun Watson and the Texans last year, and then all of a sudden yep. they ripped off like a 51-7 to like seven run. Um, I actually the Browns easily going up 21 nothing, 17 nothing, and everyone's just shaking in their boots, and all of a sudden here comes Patrick Mahomes doing sidearm throws, throwing behind his fucking back like Dan Marino and shit like that. I got the Chiefs in this game. I think it's going to be 35-21. to 21. I can honestly see it being 48-25. to 25. I don't know. I'm gonna, that I'm that gonna, Browns defense is good, though. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 42-28. Miles Garrett's a bad man. Miles Garrett is a very bad man. 
He might be one of the baddest men on the entire planet. And he can swing the helmet with the best of them. I mean, he could swing like a bat. I mean, he's looking like Manny Ramirez. <laughs> Uh, looking like Yasiel Puig. I mean, it's it's something else, bro. Looking like Barry in his prime. But, look, Browns had a great season. You guys are way better yeah. without Odell. Get assets. Maybe he goes to Jacksonville. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. I know you I know you don't want Odell, but, I, you know, maybe he goes there. Do uh, I, would I take Odell? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I'm not – I don't know why you'd say no to taking him, but I don't know if you want him there. I mean, he's kind of a head guy. I don't want to talk about Odell Beckham. Uh, the Browns have had a really good year without him. And he's a Ewing Theory guy. But I think the buck stops here. They had a great year. It's a Cinderella story. If they somehow beat this Chiefs team, the defending champs, um, and I think they're a worse version of the team that they were last year. I think the running yeah. game's worse, to be honest with you, even Absolutely. though they have Edwards, Alaire, and Bell. I think Damian Williams was more effective for them as a team overall. Yeah. I'm going to go Chiefs. I'll say 38-21. to 21. I'll, I'll give them 38. Because I, I do think the Browns will come out super hot, and then they're going to be ice cold in the second half, and it's going to be all Patty. And it, it's it's going to be Josh Allen versus um, Patty, in my opinion, in the AFC Championship. I wouldn't mind Lamar Mahomes either. Maybe Lamar finally gets his revenge and goes to a Super Bowl. I don't know. We're, we're thinking a little too far ahead. But this one's pretty easy. This one and the Rams-Packer games kind of, eh. I'll watch both of them because I just love football. But I got Chiefs in this one. Um, any other thoughts? No. Last game of the week. This one is the one I think everyone's looking forward to, if it's yeah. not Ravens-Bills. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Tampa Tom going into the Superdome to face his arch nemesis as of right now, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Al, who do you got and why? I got that bad man, Tampa Bay. You got Tampa? I do. I think, uh, I think they kind of caught fire at the right time. I do. And I think that... <clears throat> I don't want to say Drew Brees is shivering in his boots because they've beat Tom Brady twice this year, but Tom Brady in the playoffs is a different animal. And I think he's got a lot of chips on his shoulder because of the whole Belichick thing. He wants to prove I don't need that asshole. He says Belichick just went 6-10 and 10 or whatever they did, and he's like, I'm going to win a fucking Super Bowl. Do I think he wins it? No. But I got him this week. I got Mike Evans is going to have a very big game. And I also think... Uh, not Rob Gronkowski, but Cameron Brait. Big game coming. Okay. Yeah. Another wide tight end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go Tampa Bay as well. I have Tampa winning this game. I firmly believe in teams coming back for their revenge in the playoffs. I, I think it's a real thing. I mean, look no further than Ravens-Titans. Um, Buccaneers have been absolutely embarrassed. I mean, I'm talking like getting your pants pulled down. I'm talking like shitting in class, sharding your pants. I mean, it's like like all-time embarrassing, getting rejected by your crush. It's been really bad for them against the Saints this year, especially the yeah. one in Tampa when they got A.B. initially. That was really yeah. bad. But it's a whole different animal, like you said. It's a whole different team. Mm, and that boy A.B., he looked good. He looks good. He looks yeah. like Pittsburgh Steeler A.B. Yep. He stopped rapping, and he moved in with Tom Brady. And he works out in that Florida weather. By the way, does Tom look skinnier than ever? Yeah, I think so. Dude, he looks like real, like not unhealthy it's that, skinny, it's that but Florida like Florida humidity. Yeah, he just be sweating his ass off at Derek Jeter's crib. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Um, I got Tampa in this game. Here's the thing with the Saints. They had the Bears last week, and I'm not gonna call it a bye week because the Bears are an NFL team, and you gotta go out and play and win the game still. And I know I had Mitch fucking Trubisky winning, but the Saints had it really easy last week. They haven't been hitting the mouth with Drew Brees back yet. Um, and the last time they were hitting the mouth was probably Week 15 against Kansas City, and that even wasn't really. I mean, they got hit in the face. They didn't get hit in the mouth. They weren't bleeding. They didn't get knocked to the ground. I mean, they still had a chance to win that game up until about the fourth quarter. I don't really think the Saints are going to do much of anything this weekend, to be honest with you. I and, I mean, people know how I feel about Sean Payton and Drew Brees and them. I don't want them to do anything. I don't feel toast. like they're going to win. 
I've been feeling like they're burnt toast for two or three years now. And, I mean, th this toast is, I mean, it's smelling like the whole house, man. I mean, the smoke <laughs> alarms are going off. The dogs are freaking the fuck out. They're hiding in the corner. It's really bad. The burnt toast smells terrible. Butter can't oh, fix geez. that shit. <laughs> I got Tampa Bay in this game, man. I got Buccaneers. I just want to see Josh Allen versus Mahomes. And I want to see Brady Rogers in Lambeau. I, I really want to see Brady Rogers because the last time we saw that, Rogers did not look good whatsoever. Yeah. And teams come back for their revenge in the playoffs. The Packers have never had home field all the way through to the Super Bowl in the Rogers era, which is insane. If they have, they got bounced in the second round. Um, I don't know if everyone knows that, but the Packers, with Aaron Rodgers, have played four NFC Championship games. All four have been on the road. Wow. At Chicago, at Seattle, at Atlanta, at San Francisco last year. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, they've all been on the road. This will be the first time they have it at home. That's going to make a big difference. I mean, Tom Brady, I know he played in Boston for 20 years, but does he want to go up to the 20-degree frozen tundra? I mean, I think the Nobody. NFC plays. Nobody wants to. I think they play at 3 p.m. Eastern time. I think they're the first game okay. the Sunday after this one, and the AFC is later on. But still, by the time 5 o'clock rolls around second half, it's going to be dark and cold as fuck. Yeah. And uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I got Tampa Bay in this game. I'm going to be shocked if they lose. Yeah. Uh, great point on Mike Evans and Cameron Bray. I think Mike Evans has been resting up this week. I think he's going to look a lot better. I hope Chris Godwin changes his gloves. He was dropping a lot of balls. He didn't look too good. Um, and it really, I think it's going to come down to what Kamara and Fournette do. Because we know that Brady and Breeze are going to put on a show, and they're going to mm -hmm. throw for hundreds of yards and all this shit. But if Fournette can have 75 to 100, 120 yards, that's going to make a humongous difference. And same with Kamara. If he can have five catches for 100-something yards. I think uh, big the, difference. the biggest for the Saints, in my opinion, is Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas needs to have a big game. And he had a touchdown last week, but he it wasn't the biggest a, game of his career. He needs a or nothing. big game. He needs a Michael Thomas game. They're going to need him if they want to advance to the NFC Absolutely. Championship game. 100%. He's going to have to turn in like a 10-catch, 189-yard, two-touchdown, three-touchdown kind of a game. I mean, yeah. they're going to have to target him all day. perfectly capable of it. That Tampa front seven is really scary, though. The front seven's good, but the DBs are where they can get hurt. Right. That's fair. Tyreek Hill absolutely showed that to be true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that first quarter was embarrassing. Um and, and just last point on it, I, I just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to really rush Drew Brees. He's forty years old, yeah. and he may retire after this. I mean, he may I go up to will. the Monday Night booth, yeah, um, or maybe even Sunday Night. I don't think Sunday Night's going to hire him. They have no reason to get rid of Collinsworth, and Tariq is going to take over for Al Michaels. But he can really go up to the Monday Night booth and be with Steve Levy or maybe someone else, and I think that could really work out for him. Yeah, um, and not to say he can't play football anymore, but he looks hurt. I mean, he looks he like does. he really. I mean, the last time they should have won was when they faced the Rams, and I feel bad they didn't call the penalty, but. Look, Sean Payton's super arrogant, and I'm just I'm tired of seeing the Drew Brees Nyquil commercials on the subway. I just I don't want to see that stuff anymore. I, yeah. I really don't, man. I got Tampa, and it's going to be a hell of a weekend. The only game I don't look forward to is Rams Packers. Everything else should be pretty good though, especially those two night games. Yeah. Um, I will be at your house. You have work all day Sunday. You're going to miss both these games. You work all day Saturday too. Two to eight. Damn. Yeah. So you miss all Tough. these fucking games. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Well, at least we can go to the casino on Saturday. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else before we get out of here? Any other things for your birthday? Anything you're looking forward we to talk on about Saturday? Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Tyrese Halliburton real quick. I'll just let you go. You're, you're a Kings fan. I can't believe I forgot that. I didn't put that on the docket. Oh. Um, Tyrese Halliburton. Go ahead. Um, Rant and rave. Yeah, I mean, you know, he hasn't really gotten national attention because he plays in Sacramento, which is very hard to get unless your name is Chris Weber or De'Aaron Fox. Um. But, I mean, the kid looks really good. He's The last I checked, he was leading the NBA in assist-to-turnover ratio. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean. The NBA? Yeah. Not just rookies? Yeah. Oh, good for him. I mean, he'll have games where he'll go eight assists, no turnovers. And, I mean, and it's it's crazy. I mean, he's, he we picked him at 12th overall. I am on record on the podcast saying how excited I was about the pick. 
Um, and the kid just looks like a superstar. I mean, he's launching threes. He's running the pick and roll. He's, you know, flirting with triple doubles. I think he's averaging right around 14 points per game, um, which for a rookie off the bench is really good. Uh, and I think he's going to win rookie of the year, honestly. Um, I mean, the kid just looks like he's going to be a star with De'Aaron Fox. Now all you got to do is get Buddy healed up out of town. Really? You're yeah. out on Buddy? He had a good game the other night. He did. I, I picked him up in Buddy, my fantasy. Buddy is very inconsistent is the only thing. Very inconsistent. He's either going to shoot 8 of 11 from 3 or 1 of 11. He's always going to make one, but he ain't, he, it's either one of those. I'm out on Buddy. doesn't play defense either. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That, that's a really good point. And his other thing is if his three-pointer's not working, he doesn't move in and try and shoot jump shots. He just keeps shooting threes. I'm like, you got to see one go through. Get yourself to the free throw line. You hear that net go. Even just a layup, just watching yep. it go through on a layup. I mean, yep. that can make all the difference in the world for a shooter. Yep. That's what it's all about. 100%. Anything else on Tyrese? No. Rookie of the year. Awesome. Anything else on any NFL? Any anything to get off your chest? Anything? Anything on the press you want to tick off? Fuck the Steelers. <laughs> if you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I appreciate you very much. I'll be back next week, uh, maybe even with you and stuff like that. Well, we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, I go back to work and stuff next week, so we'll see what's going on. Uh, big week coming up next week and whatnot with the conference championship games. NBA get it together and have a good night, guys. We will see you later.